the South of the Six podcast, bringing you the latest on your favorite Toronto sports teams from south of the Canadian border. Here's your host, Adam Corsair. It's going to be a very, very long summer. Welcome to the South of the Six podcast. We are part of the stadiumscene.tv network and part of the Overtime Media crew. If you've been living under a rock, NBA is coming back. But it's going to last the whole summer until maybe we see a game. Let's hope not. Joining me to discuss all things Toronto Raptors and the return of the NBA season, of course, Mr. Connor Chambers of Toronto Sports Views. Dude, you alive? Uh, uh, barely. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I am dying without sports, man. Like, the life is being drained out of me. Uh, You and me both? You <laughs> I didn't imagine a world where I would be sitting here in May and not having watched sports for like two, three months. Here, here. This is the best time for sport. It's crazy because this time last year, we're chasing a championship. And now we're like, we're waiting for shit to start. <laughs> like it's just a different kind of waiting, you know? We're waiting for the championship run to start. Holy shit. The second championship run. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Back to back, baby. Well, uh, it looks like if you've been reading the news, uh, we're going to have to wait quite a while for that to happen. It, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime in the near future. But, you know, this type of information that we're dealing with when it comes to the return of the NBA season is like constantly changing, constantly evolving. It's not at all dissimilar to like the regular news regarding the virus and how uh, it's being handled, how local governments are handling it. But like, I, obviously, I don't want to focus on that, but it's sort of intertwined with what the NBA is doing. So, um, you know, we're going to break all that down. But, you know, first and foremost, besides your desire and thirst for sports, are you doing OK? You, you personally doing OK? Yeah, yeah, it's um uh, like I, I was kind of mentioning a bit earlier, you know, it's a, about as good as you can be during this time, right? Like it's it's such a uncertain time for everyone, and um, the best thing for for myself and for my family is that we're all safe and healthy, and and no one has that I know has personally been affected by COVID, which mm-hmm. is fantastic news. And you know, everybody's doing their part in my social circles, at least, to to try to. Uh, maintain social distancing and all the rules and regulations. And um, so that's been positive to see it and very, very uh, encouraging because there are millions across the world that have been affected. So um, I'm just glad that uh, the people that I know haven't been involved in that demographic. But um, I'll ask the same for you because you're the host and no one probably asks you too many questions on here. So uh, everything, uh, everything good with you as well. Families, families healthy. I can't complain. everything's good like you're cracking cold ones uh still enjoying the warm weather um it it does kind of alarm me with the rate and the speed i should say that um local governments down south of the border from you are um opening things up i know here in rhode island we're approaching phase two on monday um i don't know how wise that is but like i I don't want to give off the impression that uh i'm unhappy about it i'm sort of in the middle because 
you know, people a lot smarter than me are making these decisions and I have no mm -hmm. choice but to trust those decisions. Mm -hmm. um, and these are people that are very scientifically minded. So I, I'm going to take their word for it that these next steps to open up the local governments are the correct ones. Right. Um, you know, so like Monday you can get a haircut. Um, but it's weird. You I need one. I need one desperately. Oh my god! I wish but I had that luxury. Everyone has to wear a mask. Like, how the yeah. fuck are you gonna cut hair while you're wearing a? How does this make sense? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's nice luck. <laughs> you're gonna have like the elastic lot, unless you're they're behind the ears. But if you're wearing like an N95 mask, you're gonna have yeah. like these indentations in the back of your head. I don't know, man. Like, indoor dining to a degree will be ready to go. They're doing outdoor dining right now. It's just, it's a mess. Well, all, all you can really do is just sit back and crack a cold one, am I right? Oh, that's yeah, it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's all you can do. And yeah. um, at this point, look, like, it, the governments are going to do what they do. And, and, and like you said, it's, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, and it's not because I don't want to be negative about it. It's just I want things to be careful, right? Mm -hmm. And you and I both know that there are people out there that aren't particularly careful. Like, I've, we've seen it here in Toronto. Uh, we've seen it in the States, obviously. Um, I don't have any Rhode Island-specific examples, which is a good thing. But, yeah. um, you know, it's we see it all over the place, and there will be a second wave. Um, it's just now trying to control the spread of, or the impact of how bad that second wave could potentially be. But again, that might impact sports at a later date as well, which is interesting. We'll have to keep an eye on it. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, man. Like Rhode Island has been, for the most part, pretty good. I'd say a good, and this is, again, based on no direct data that I'm referencing. It's just, you know, basically what I'm viewing. Um, like probably 95% of people are wearing masks when they should That's be. Good. Yeah. So it, it's not like there's a lot of, uh, rebellion when it comes to the quote unquote rules and the protocols when it comes to how to handle this or so Rhode Island's been pretty good, but dude, did you see the fucking footage from the Ozarks? Yeah, dude. What the fuck was that? It come on, like I just finished Brutal. watching Ozark. Like I literally just finished the season, <laughs> and I'm just like, of course, a fucking course. Like, come on, man, what are we doing? Oh my god, that's horrendous. And and I okay, so to be fair, like I don't watch, I, I haven't watched Ozark, and actually I watched the first couple episodes, and I didn't clue in that Ozark was actually a real place in the yeah. states. Yeah. So I thought it was a reference to the show. And I'm watching this video and I'm like, okay, hey, A, these people are stupid, but B, I don't get this reference. Like, so you see the location, right? And I'm like, what is, I don't get it. Like, was this some scene in, in, in Ozark where people are having a massive party? Like, I don't get it. And no, I, it's legit footage. That, yeah, it's a legit place. Um, even if there wasn't a global pandemic, that's a fucking cesspool. Mm -hmm. That was disgusting. I was, ugh, Too that much. was gross. Too I couldn't much. do, like, are you serious, people? You're going to jump in a pool with literally there was thousands of people mm -hmm. in this tiny space. And all it takes is one is patient zero and all y'all infected done. So done for done for you guys. You know what? Stupidity. It's it's going to be natural selection. That's <laughs> fine. It's coming yeah. up. I'll tell you that for free. Like but, you can make a, a case and I don't, you know, recommend this. Right. I'm not, you know, condoning not. any of this, but like. You can make the case that a beach 
is a little bit different because like you're able to space out as much as you want. Like there's acres of land for you to like right. social distance if you really wanted to. But if you're in a pool, you're isolated in a, a strict area, right? And if you have thousands of people, let alone like first of all, pools with that many people in general outside of a pandemic is just fucking gross. It's just, it's kind of like how I look at a bath. Like when you're a kid, baths are cool. But when you're an adult, you're literally bathing in your own filth. Like, it's, it's not going anywhere. It's just right there, right? And it's kind of like a pool. Like, I know there's chlorine and whatnot in there to sort of mitigate that. But at the same time, like, you have fluids being passed by, like, unbeknownst and to no fault. It's just how the body is. I don't want to get into too much detail. But come on Thank now. You. Like, asymptomatic people, are, there's got to be at least one in that video. There's got to be. The odds of there not being one asymptomatic person in that video are like the odds of you probably winning the lottery. Right. Like, or you're not like not having, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the, the odds of there not being a single person that doesn't have Corona or COVID, if we're going to be technical about it, it's incredibly slim. So I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I don't, I don't understand what compels people to do that. I would not do that normally. That's gross. Uh, well, if you haven't seen the video, people go. You can you can easily look it up. Just Google search Ozark. Probably you can go Ozark cesspool or something like that and pull it up. I don't know. Right but just there. Ozark pool. You'll find it. Well, uh, what I can prompt people to do, and I'll take this opportunity to do it. Here's the segue. This is what we call a pivot in the podcast Ooh. world. Uh, let's do a little. Let's do a little house cleaning. <laughs> and we can get this underway. Um, if you're listening to this for the first time, really thank you very much for doing that. If you stumbled upon this accidentally via Twitter, or if you found this on Reddit somehow, or anything, any sort of social media platform, we welcome you. The NBA season is prompt to be returning, or at least they plan to. And Connor and I are going to break it all down. And when Connor is on the show, we usually plan for an hour. It's going to go longer than an hour, people. So, like, (laughs) really sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And if you do enjoy the show and you do like what you hear, I highly, uh, well, I can't highly encourage you, but I would ask you to leave a five-star review if you're listening to Apple, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. And if you're listening to any other podcast platform that has a rating system, it would mean a lot to me if you can just, Give us the full boat. Give a full five stars. Even if they don't have a review system, whatever works, I'd appreciate it very much. And you can find us on all your socials, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram. Uh, Mostly active on the Twitter. And uh, if you want to talk Raptors and NBA with me there, uh, I'd love to engage with you. And we had a lot of uh, polls when it came to the potential reseeded playoff bracket. That should have just ended like two minutes ago. So we're going to break it. Yeah, right. This is why we pick 730. So we're going <laughs> to we're going to break that all down. But before we do, we're going to take one quick break first. After this, we're going to talk about what the NBA plans on doing upon its return, how they plan on handling it. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. <laughs> All right, let's 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 dive right in head first. Speaking of a cesspool, when it comes to the return of the NBA season, so it's important to note that although the NBA is planning on returning, there are still a few hurdles that need to be addressed first. So this isn't a 
definite. It's very probable that the NBA season resumes, but I just want to make it clear that in terms of how they plan on doing it, what the protocols are, those are still being ironed out at this very minute. This is evolving quickly. So literally, by the time you hear this podcast, it's probably something that we didn't cover because it was literally just released as we're talking. So the location, though, has been set. It's in Disney in Orlando, Florida. I laid out in detail how like preliminary plans are being developed on a previous episode. I think it's episode 187. It was a solo pod. If you want to hit pause here, hop in the archive machine and listen to that episode to get like a full breakdown, I highly suggest you do so. But if you want to stick here without discussing the playoff proposals, Connor, what do you think of the plans on the NBA returning and how practical do you consider this to be? Um... I, I, I like the creativity. Like I don't I don't hate the fact that they're in Disneyland in, in Orlando, like Walt Disney World. Um I think it's very creative for the NBA uh to come up with this. I think it's also very beneficial for an organization like Disney who's bleeding money on their uh, amusement parks not being open to have at least some form of revenue stream coming in from those assets. So um for both ends, I, I, I think it's a win-win. Uh, I, I like the optics and the outlook for both. Um, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, look, you got 16 teams. It's smart just to jump into the playoffs right away and avoid having more than 16 teams in one isolated area. Mm-hmm. If you, I know the idea was thrown out earlier about maybe doing, you know, like five or 10 games of a regular season and then figuring out the playoff seating. I just... Don't I just think that having all teams back would not be great. Uh, so I I appreciate this approach more than I would have if they tried to make this little mock regular season. I know Dame Lillard was even like, yo, if I come back for five games, I'm not playing. So yeah. I get that. Like, I understand like players wouldn't want to do that. And I don't think that in terms of exposure of a potential virus, you're limiting yourself if you bring in 16 teams instead of 30. So I risk it. Yeah. Um, that that in its, of itself, of in terms of limiting the exposure, it's I give kudos to the NBA for making that decision. Um, players are going to get antsy though. Like, here's the thing: like, we 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 can't expect players to sit there for potentially because they'd be going in in July, mid July. They they said estimated, right? Mm-hmm. They said this is going to start what potentially early, like late July, early August. So you're looking at a couple weeks, two to three weeks of a like a mini training camp type of thing well hold on no they i think they said they'd be allowed in there mid-june to train right you're right and then they said mandatorily everyone had to be there by mid-july uh early july i believe early july okay right and then i know that they had just come out with something an hour ago saying that they want to start up in late july early august yes yes so if players hypothetically, no, this is very hypothetical. If players decide, you know what, I'm gonna go in when I can in in the in the middle or late June, get my reps in, isolate, whatever. You have now asked players to isolate for a minimum, thinking about a first round series, how long that would take, a minimum of two months. Um this could potentially be up to like three or four months, or, or three months, let's say, mm-hmm. by the time this is all said and done. Um, players, and I know it's playoffs and whatever, you're not supposed to have distractions or whatever, but that's like, think about 
us being in quarantine, right? And think about how long that's been. And it's been three months and we've basically been in our home, own house, our own homes. And we sat there and we go, I'm, I'm going mental. I'm going nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What's going to be the outlooks with families? Will they allow families in? Like, I, I don't know if, if there's an answer to this. this is why I'm, I'm kind of throwing this out. I have like an what what's the do you have an answer for that? I do. Yeah. Sham okay. just uh, tweeted out not long ago. The NBA players and staff were um, they're they're working on a plan. Sorry, the NBA and the NBA MBPA. They're working on yeah. a plan to allow limited family members to join them in <sighs> Orlando. Yeah, I just families that have kids are definitely not going to want to do that because the kids are going to be like, I'm leaving. And the MBs be like, halt, you yeah. are not going anywhere. Worst <laughs> like, possible place. Uh, absolute worst place. Even though they're in Disneyland, you're like, oh, it's great. They can enjoy it. No, they can't enjoy themselves. They will be miserable people. And the last thing that any NBA player wants is to deal with their miserable children in a non-functioning Walt Disney World. Right. <laughs> Right. That is that is a parental nightmare, <laughs> regardless well, of what your like, profession is. The, the Disney is planning on opening in June. Right. So, like, if you have kids in this bubble on mm-hmm. this campus and, you know, you have security or whatever, I hate using these terms because it sounds like these these players and prison. these families. Are, yeah, this is like legit prison, <laughs> but it's a luxury yeah. prison, but it's still like a prison in a sense, and, you know, the kids are like, I want to go to Space Mountain, and, like, they see all the, the, the public, or at least a limited public, going into the, into the park, like, that is a big no-no, like, if, yeah. if, obviously, my kid's only two, so she wouldn't get it, but if she was, like, ten, she'd be, like, bored as fuck, dude, she'd be like, I want to go to Disney, and I don't think she would really listen to me if I was like, no, you can't, <laughs> like, she, she would find a way, like, these are kids, let's be honest. Yeah, that's that's like giving a kid a lollipop and they may you can't eat it. Yeah. yeah. And the kid's gonna be like, well, no, I'm putting it in my mouth. I'm eating yes, it. Like yeah. it's it's the same. You can't you can't tell a kid to stay in a Walt Disney resort and that you can't use Walt Disney like Walt Disney World facilities. It's dangling it's the not, carrot. Yeah, exactly. Like imagine, for example, Kyle Lowry's family. Right? He's yeah. got he's got he's got some young kids, right? Are they are they really going to sit there and, and listen to dad for two, three months? I mean, if I'm probably. Kyle Lowry's kids, I probably would listen. <laughs> I mean, I would not. I would not fuck with that, man. I'm not. But, you know, but, but like, you, you, you know, like you're a kid, you're going to be like, no, I want to go. Like, it's it's very it's very difficult. So um, in terms of the family outlook, like that's going to be tough to balance. And um, these guys are going to want to they're going to want to do something or, or, or go or go at least out. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know that the NBA is going to handle everything in terms of like supplies and food and this and that and have everything ready for them. So they don't have to move a muscle to go anywhere or expose anything. I get that. And that's obviously what the protocol needs to be. But now it becomes what is the tolerance level of these players? What do we think it's going to be? If you're a professional, you could you could sit there as as unbiased people like us and as fans, we could sit there and go, well, it's your job. You have to be professional. Suck it up for two, three months. You're making millions and you could potentially win a championship. Right. But it's easier said than done. Put yourself in their shoes, even though you're making millions and, and you're and you're playing basketball. That still sucks. Right. Like that's it's not it's not ideal. So um, I I appreciate the creativity from the NBA. I I like how they're going about it. 
I the concern for me now is just the tolerance of the players and only they can really answer that. But from what I've heard, it's they they are they are ready to go. They'll do whatever it takes. And if that's the case, then you have to trust them. But um, again, once you get into month two, month three, this could be a little bit different. Yeah, I, I mean, let's not forget too, and I, I've said this ad nauseum on this show. I don't want to take anything away from these individuals as human beings and as adults. Like, it, it, we have to understand that there is a baseline level of discipline that athletes have that you know normal folks such as you and I do not. Like, we do not necessarily possess that it factor that will keep us motivated to the degree that they do in terms of hard work right. and and you know that perseverance to achieve greatness. Um, I do believe that's present in most, if not all athletes, especially those that are chasing a championship, if they're going to go right into the playoffs, like you, they might buckle down and be disciplined when it comes to that. But on the other hand, like you consider the younger players that are there, like these are still people in their twenties. Right. Yeah. And I, I know when I was in my twenties, I'd be like, no, fuck that. I'm out. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm totally out. And I would yeah. find a way. And especially now, if you're amongst the public or, you know, I, I don't know. So maybe, maybe to sort of mitigate this. And I sort of hate saying this because maybe these players or some of these players are super good parents and the, their parent, uh, their kids rather listen to them and, you know, are for lack of a better way to put it obedient when it comes to what their parents say, and maybe one no would be enough. You know, I, I don't know. But maybe mm. it's better if, like, the kids aren't around because, as you said, the the players have to be focused as it is. You know, it's sort of like a clusterfuck when it comes to normal preparation. And to have that sort of piled on top of you, the stress of, like, being in that environment and yeah. having to worry about your family or rather your kids sort of creeping out might be like an added stress that's unnecessary so would it surprise you if some players are like look family love you kids love you but like that is that is blood in the water i, yeah, I can't I, risk that i i wouldn't i wouldn't want my i wouldn't want my if i had a family with kids i don't think i'd want them around mm. and that's not to say that i wouldn't love my kids i think it's right, more right. just of like that's not fair right yes and yeah. it's, it's exactly what you're echoing i mean look if if, if you just if you're a you know, if you have a significant other, no kids, no attachments, like no animals, whatever, like you can get then fine. It. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, you can get away with it. You you know, the 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 wife understands all and she fully she knows she's an adult. You'd hope that she gets it, understands it, whatever. Um, but the ones with families, yeah, that'd be difficult, man. I don't know if I, I, I think I think I would tell my family, look, like stay back home. Um, if this thing runs long, kids are probably going to be in school. Right. Like you yeah. don't. It, I I wouldn't want to interrupt that either. So get well, I don't them. Even know. Like they, get them situated. They wouldn't be in a building, but they definitely be doing remote learning. Right. Right. Exactly. So I don't know. It's uh. It's this whole thing is just so unique, right? Like everything is just so unique about it. And we're talking about all these hypotheticals, and they may happen, they may not. But um, I I don't I don't know. It's it's very it's it's very challenging, and everyone's gonna have a different opinion. And obviously, me and you are not star athletes, um, but I wish we were. But if we if if I was, I'm just trying to put myself in the in that shoes. I don't think I I get my family to come. If it, like I said, significant other, different story, family. I don't think I'd go that route. I mean, 
like I said, speaking in personal experience with a two-year-old, I'd say, okay, like, she doesn't know what she wants, and she can, she, right. my daughter could occupy herself with a rubber ball for hours. Right, like, right. You know, but if, if I had, like, a 10-year-old, I'd be like, no, you have to stay back. Like, this is just, it's too much. I, I, I need to focus on winning a championship. Like, LeBron has kids, right? And right. I'm sure they're, they're well-behaved kids, but still, like, there's always that added, you know, desire, to, especially if you're in Disney. I mean, you're a fucking kid. Especially yeah. if you're in Disney, you want to go out and play. You want to, like, go into the park, especially if that local government's open. Like, it's hard to sort of tell your kids no when you, you can literally see a bunch of other kids having a great time. You're going to tell high school age Bronny Jr. that <laughs> he can't leave? <laughs> like, no, you're not. You're right. not going to do that. Like, that's 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 torturous to the to that like i wouldn't i, I wouldn't i wouldn't put my family through that but you're right like infants toddlers different story i am talking more like and and i know that you understand this i'm talking more kids yeah right, right. And, and and kids and young teens and teenagers and great yada yada, yada. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. um yeah i mean maybe if you, if you have kids that are adults that's you wouldn't be in the nba probably so yeah. <laughs> uh um, yeah I that's I think I think that that about takes care of, of that. But it's um, that's that's really the only concern, like I said, that I have of it. Well, when it comes to international travel, so like Serge, I know he's still up in Toronto. Um, I don't know what other players are still residing in Toronto. I, I don't know if Fred is there. I don't know if Norm is there. I think Norm is. But I think Kyle ended up going back to Philly. I'm not sure. I think Kyle went back home. OK, so but. The NBA, this was announced today by Shams, uh, the NBA players and staff who are currently outside the U.S. are now allowed to re-enter via the new U.S. Department of Homeland Security issue. So prior travel, you know, it was obviously restricted because of the virus, you know, Canada into the U.S. and vice versa. But now I think like all international players, um, if, if you are outside of the U.S., you are now allowed to come in and that sort of raises the question when it comes to a place like Toronto like as far as I know the OVO center is only allowing one player to practice at a time whereas right. now like Florida is allowing teams in their facility pretty much at full capacity so mm -hmm. if if the Raptors can find some sort of wiggle room to be like yo we kind of need to get our shit together and go we're the defending champs maybe you can see the NBA sort of allow them to come in a little bit earlier to get their bearings and have just a little bit of a head start because as you know dude like any sort of competitive edge is a good thing and yes. this means situating themselves and getting themselves comfortable uh quicker than any other team in the environment that could have some benefit well 100 percent. the quicker the quicker you're able to start and get your legs under you and get even the slightest of scrimmage games in and get something in terms of playing with people. That's an edge. Like, look, I, LeBron has been doing this with very few teammates, but he's been doing it all, all throughout the coronavirus mm -hmm. pandemic. He's been, he's been doing this because he's been testing. Apparently he's been testing everyone when they come in, blah, 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 all this stuff. Again, I don't know how he got to hold that testing, but he's LeBron James, so he can do yeah. what he wants. Billionaire, dude. But, <laughs> but, um, you know, going through the proper safety protocols and, and, and doing all that. But, you know, LeBron probably has the biggest competitive edge out of anybody, out of any team, any player, anybody. He's been out here doing it. Right. Um, good for him. I mean, if he's finding ways that aren't unethical to 
to gain that edge and have that edge, then good for him. Um, the Raptors need to get started on something. You're right. They're defending champions. Um, and if the 16-team playoff format is solidified, they have quite an interesting path to potentially get to the finals. So it would be nice for them to start early and have these facilities a little bit more expanded in terms of their capacity. I know that the city has said that they will work with the sports teams directly to increase capacities and have special exemptions for them should they so desire. Um, so now the onus is on the Raptors organization. It's not on the city. It's not on the governments. It is on the Raptors organization as a whole to determine how they want to approach this situation. So you make a good point when it comes to the resumption of the season, like any sort of competitive edge is a good one. And depending on how they sort of reintroduce the NBA, it's going to depend on the urgency. And well, maybe not necessarily because as we were saying, all these athletes are very competitive, but the urgency to get back into that environment may be more so if they just like jump directly into the playoffs, because that's a lot of ground to, you know, sort of cover and to make up. And that's a lot of like, floor um, on-court preparation that you need that you wouldn't otherwise have. And if it was just the resumption of the regular season, I'm not saying the Raptors wouldn't take it seriously, but they probably wouldn't be as hard-pressed to be like, yo, we need to get our shit together. Right. Um, So those are the, so as far as I know, those are the three options, right? And you sort of hinted at it earlier. It's the return of the regular season, which I think is a terrible option. Um, A playoffs directly into the playoffs. We'll get into like how they're going to do that later on, but in general, going right into the playoffs or a playoff plus model, which would uh, sort of lead to those that are just on the cusp of making the playoffs would have an opportunity to get in as sort of like a wild card kind of thing. That's how I understood it. Um, Right. So maybe you have like, instead of 16 teams, you have 20 or 18. So which one you just said that the regular season, we hinted at it earlier. It's just a bad idea to have all three teams. Like, I'm, I'm setting you up for this. Why the fuck do the Knicks have to be there? Why? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, they... What, brutal. Like, are they are they trying to showcase their team for Thibodeau? Like, I don't understand. What are we that doing? Would be, that would be horrendous and a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. Like, who would want to play the Knicks in, in during the middle of a pandemic? Let alone without a pandemic. No one wants to play that sorry-ass organization. I fucking hate the Knicks. And they're not going to try. They're not going to try. They're... They're not going to try. Even if they did try, they're going to lose. It doesn't matter. You try, you don't try. You put an RJ Bear, you don't put an RJ Bear. You <laughs> trade away everyone, tag for Zion, don't get Zion. Want KD and Kyrie, you're not going to get them. Because guess what? You suck. You're garbage. You're a terrible organization. I'm sick of it, man. I'm sick of hearing about the Knicks. Yeah, sick fuck of the Knicks. So like- so fuck the Knicks. Fuck, fuck Brooklyn and fuck the Knicks. That's what I'm saying. Messiah. Yeah. Same territory. I mean, like you have... Cleveland, they're not playing for anything. Atlanta, maybe for the sense of Vince Carter. Maybe, if nothing else, just yeah. Vince Carter. Um, Detroit, playing for nothing. Chicago, playing for nothing. Charlotte, playing for nothing. Washington is just the ninth seed, but they're five and a half games back behind Orlando. I don't see them creeping up. No. Um, so uh, John Wall says he's healthy, though. Fine. Like, but like, what, <laughs> what if, you're no, only play, if you're only playing five games... Like, that's still not enough. Like, in yeah. theory, it could be if Orlando... Like, it's just a mess at that point. And, like, Golden State, what are you playing for? Minnesota, like... So that's why I just want to scrap, like, the whole regular season idea. And I think the NBA is leading towards the same sort of line of thinking. Like, mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't need this. Um, 
the playoffs going right into a 16 seed playoff, however they're going to do it, like traditional, reseed, whatever, that is what I love the most. It has the less, the least number of teams, like the fewest number of teams there. Mm-hmm. It reduces the, the potential spread. Those that aren't in the playoff conversation can sort of take care of their own, spend time with their family, not have to worry about anything literally until December when the mm-hmm. season is probably going to resume for the next season, rather. Um, playoff plus, like, it's interesting. But still, like, what, why? What are we doing? No, I don't like it. And um, I don't know if you have been, and I, I know you're not a fan of the NHL, but the NHL did announce formally how they were going to reintroduce the season. And I'm not sure if you've seen it or heard of it or anything like that. Nothing. Go ahead. Okay. So um, they officially announced it yesterday. Um, they are typically, so they have the same sort of, uh, team amount as the NBA where they have 16 teams in a playoffs. Um, but they have divisions and it's a little weird. Like they don't do it as like top. uh, They used to do it eight in the East, eight in the West, like how we have it in the NBA, Mm -hmm. but they changed it up and it's so stupid. I, I, I hate the way that they have it. But now they said, because of the fact that they weren't able to finish the regular season, they're doing um, the top 12 teams in the East and the top 12 teams in the West are going to compete for a uh, um, a chance to, for the Stanley Cup. They're going to be in the playoffs. And they're doing the top four teams in each conference are going to have a round robin to determine the seeding of one to four. And then teams five to 12 are going to face off in a best of five. So like five will play 12, six will play 11, seven... Uh, we'll play 10 and 8, we'll play 9. They'll have a best of 5. And then, depending on who finishes 1 to 4 in that round robin, is where they're going to play next. And it's a little confusing, and they're trying to like have and be more inclusive, and they're going to have two host cities. So you have one in the east and one in the west. Um, the whole thing to me is a little... I I just think it's overcomplicated. Yeah, this is I'd a clusterfuck. Like, it's it's oh my god, dude! Some like someone someone tweeted out because they had they had this thing and then they did this really weird draft lottery because normally it's like the the teams that miss out on the playoffs have the draft lottery like very similar to the NBA, mm-hmm. but because half of those teams are going to be in the playoffs this year, it's like based off the teams that that lose in the first round, but they're doing the draft lottery before. And they're like labeling the teams like t- like team A, team B. And if they get selected in the top three, like they do a redraft or something. The whole thing is so confusing. And someone tweeted out that, uh, that, that it's like it's like you have to be like a rocket scientist or a mathematician with a, a fuck, fucking whole formula to figure out like what the playoff format is. With the NBA, it's streamlined. All the ideas that we've heard come out are like, 16 teams, it could be eight in the East, eight in the West. It could be a, a reseeding of one through 16, blah, 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 figured out. I would just prefer that. It's so much more simple. I don't like the fact of having a plus option or introducing a wild card. To me, that's freebies and that's stupid. I don't get it. I don't like it. Um, scrap that idea. I'm sorry. Guess what? You don't like being the ninth seed and having a potential opportunity to make the playoffs. Play better in the regular season early on. Don't take those games lightly. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. I really don't care, right? Boo-hoo, go cry me a river. You were going to get swept in the first round anyways. I don't care. So to me, don't hand out freebies like that. I hate that. I hate that. It feels like the 
product and the championship would be diminished if you're handing out freebies. I don't really like that. I like the fact that they that they were, at least from what we've heard, planning on sticking with the 16-team format and having however format they want to do is going to be interesting. I know we're going to talk more about that, but um, stick with that. Don't want to introduce more teams. One, one, one through 16 or, or eight and eight, however you want to do it, just keep it simple. Please don't, don't overcomplicate it. Otherwise, you'll need to have a degree in, in mathematics to figure it out. I don't want to do that. Yeah, like especially when you're introducing like wild cards or like this group stage thing that you and I discussed via text. Oh my god! Like it's just that just seems like overly complicated and just sort of like forcing interest that's already there. Like the return of the NBA is going to be interesting enough for people that you don't need to really have a shakeup, and that's why I'm sort of leaning towards just regular east and west like it just let's, let's not complicate it's familiar mm-hmm. it's not broken like people don't really mind it like i've never heard of anybody complaining any nba fan on twitter or whatever complaining about the structure of east versus uh, well the the eight in the east and the eight versus west like one versus eight two seven et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. like the, it's not broken so if they go right into the playoffs, that seems to be, for me, uh, the better option. Um, it, I just, I don't know. Like, it, it sort of reminds me of the um, the All-Star game and how, like, when it was announced, people were like, oh, yeah. man, I got to do all this math. Like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? And, like, they're, it, what, what are we doing? But then it turned out to be the greatest. Like, it was one of yeah. the greatest All-Star games I've ever seen. I was just like, all right, well, I kind of like this now. Like, Mm-hmm. It, and that kind of goes with a lot of things now when like you see like something change or something new the internet is so quick just to shit on it and to be yeah. like this is so bogus like what the fuck are we doing nothing was <laughs> nothing was wrong with this and then when it happens you're like oh you know not that bad <laughs> right right yeah so, and you're like you know, so, so, uh, delete delete tweet yeah delete, so delete maybe tweet. <laughs> maybe like I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate maybe like some sort of wild card if they didn't make it overly complicated or if we are just and this isn't a knock on you specifically, just us as in our nature as watching the NBA. We're so used to some f- structured format. Maybe right. if we just like took the time and just was passive about it and we're just like, all right, let's just receive it and let it come to me and we'll we'll analyze it as it comes rather than just shitting on the idea. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm guilty of it too. Maybe it will turn out okay. I don't know. I'm just trying to like look at the positives here. No, I, I get it. And, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm... <sighs> I, I think that I want to actually see the one through 16 more than I do the eight and eight for this year, because the year itself is not the same, right? Like this isn't a typical regular season. Um, I think it might be really interesting to have a one through 16 and doing it that way. Mm. Um, add something unique, you know, you're, you're, the, the venues are completely different because you're playing in one neutral site. Um, the regular season ended abruptly. Everything is different about this year. Why not make something that still respects the process of making the playoffs, but changes it slightly? And and like I said, if we don't have to go one through 16 moving forward if that's not something that, the, that people want to consider. I would love to see it for this year. Um, you talked about the group stage. And what was that? They have 20 teams, four groups of five, right? Yeah, it's a mess. 
Oh my god. Okay, so for those that aren't aware, I think it's like four groups of five teams. Each one of them plays each other in this. Um, e- each team will play each other in their group, and then the top two teams in each group advance to an eight-team playoff. So they play each other two times apiece. Two times, sorry, two mm-hmm. times. Um, so that's eight games before they realistically enter a playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um. And I texted you this. I said, what are we, the fucking Champions League? Yeah. Like, what is yeah. like, what, what is, what is that? That's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. And, and I know this kind of contradicts what, what you're saying about the change and whatever. But like, look, I'm, I'm all for change if it makes sense. You're now including four teams that shouldn't have been there statistically. And now you want to completely change the format to something that, doesn't even respect or honor the process of what these teams were trying to achieve at the beginning of the year. I don't get it. I would not advocate for that at all. I, I, I Oh my God. That's that, that no, I would not want to do it. I, I think that that would be awful. I think that the players would actually really oppose that. Um, and I think that they would be a lot more in favor of the one through 16 as opposed to the, and, and again, this kind of goes back to exposure, 16 teams or 20 teams. Right. All right. You got to think about that, too. That's a factor. You're now you're now introducing 25 percent more players, staff, teams to an isolated area than you would if you just went one through 16 or eight and eight. It's important to note that the uh, the screen grab that the score tweeted out, like I, I'm looking at the replies to this to this possible group stage format. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't official. This is just something that uh, no. I, I want to say Kevin O'Connor sort of theorized, um, and it's definitely not anything set in stone. Like this isn't, as far as I know, being tossed around the NBA circles and be like, "What do you think of this?" I I, I don't know. And if it <laughs> right. is, like, although I get it because it's based on record. But what do these teams that like are making it on the cusp have in common? Blazers, Pelicans, Spurs, Kings. Trash. All West. <laughs> They're trash from the West. No, you're right. You're right. West you're Coast right. trash. I, I like, was I did I didn't even like I, I know you were talking about those teams, but the before you even said the teams like trash. I don't Yeah. Care. Oh yeah, no. they no, first round knockout. You're right. They're all in the West. You're right. You're right. So <laughs> if if at that point, like I I know it's like sort of you know, super liberal to be like, yo, let's make it fair, two and two. But, like, maybe you should. Like, maybe you should make it two and two if we're going to go with this format. I don't know. I, I I just feel like this complicates things. And, like, uh, again, I have to do math. Like, okay, so if the Raptors win this one and this team. Like, I, I, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Just just give me a structured format. If you want to reshuffle the deck, I'm cool with it. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very much cool with it. And, um, yeah, I, I just don't see the need to complicate things. But, um before we break down the 16-team reshuffle, let's just take our second break. When we come back, we'll, we'll get more into detail when it comes to that. Hang tight. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. All right, so you and I are in agreement. Let's just scrap the group stage. Like, that's... That's not on our radar. Yeah, no, I don't even want to hear about it anymore. Okay. It's done. Okay, let's get it out of the way. <laughs> let's talk about the uh, the reseeded 16 teams. And I don't want to get to the Twitter polls yet. That will be after we you know discuss it and break it down. But for me, like, I tweeted this out. When it comes to reintroducing sports 
I feel like the NBA has been sort of ahead of it, and they've definitely wanted to be the one that controlled the narrative. Um, baseball right now is handling this so incredibly poorly, so poorly that like it. I feel like that sport is absolutely doomed, um, and th- they're not going to recover like they did in 1994 because, well, you can't really inject steroids into people anymore and get away with it. So, oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> as far as I know. Um, you wow. know, wellness policies and all. So, like, when it comes to the NBA... They're very innovative when it comes to things like just the way they they handle their social media, just the way like they they allow their players to sort of have a voice and for lack of a better way to put it, like take control. Like the, the players are what the NBA is all uh, is all about. And yeah, you have like things uh, like funny little characters like Dolan and shit like that, and obviously mm-hmm. Masai. Like you have these characters that have their own personalities that fans latch onto, but when it comes to like the nuts and bolts of the NBA, the players are top tier. Um, and I don't necessarily think you see that a lot in other sports, maybe the NFL, but not nearly as prevalent as it is in the NBA, I feel. So when you had this narrative of changing up and like sort of reinventing the wheel with the reseeded 16 team playoff aspect or, or model, I like it. Like, I like this a lot. And I understand, like, the familiar thing we talked about of, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Go east versus west. But when you're reintroducing things, like, I feel like if you go east versus west, people are going to be like, fuck, man. Like, no one's going to take this seriously. Like, this is going to be an asterisk championship anyways. Mm -hmm. Like, let's Mm -hmm. just whatever. But if you shake it up, it's kind of like, all right, now it's a little bit more interesting. Like, now people are, like, a little bit off their radar. They're, they're, they have to be on their toes a little bit more in terms of preparation. Right. Like these aren't teams that you necessarily have seen a lot during the regular season in your conference. So this is why I'm in favor of the 16 seed reseed. What about you? Yeah. When are we going to see a Raptors Grizzlies first round matchup? Never. Right. And especially like, if they're like, both wearing throwbacks. Right. Oh my God. Yes. They, they need to, they have to coordinate yeah. that. Like they've, they have to, there's no way they wouldn't. Um, but look, like it's it's this it's it comes down to that. Like the matchups are really entertaining. And um I, I I find that that they would be they would provide the best value. Look, there are some easy paths. Like I think that the Raptors would have one of the easier paths. Oh yeah. And there are some difficult paths. Celtics. If name <laughs> namely your Boston Celtics <laughs> and Philadelphia 76ers. That is is like the path that is like if you are driving a rental car up a European mountain and it's like here is the road and it is the thinnest of margins and you are on Death Valley and you cannot make one wrong move. Otherwise, you are done. That is the pathway for those teams because they would have to face each other. And that's no cakewalk. That's Mm -hmm. a tough first round matchup for Mm -hmm. either team. Whoever wins that gets are probably the Clippers. Tough. Whoever wins that probably gets the Bucks. And guess what? You're not even in the NBA Finals yet. Not even. That's really tough, man. So um, you, you kind of see those. And in what world would you be able to see go from facing an East team to a West team to an East team, then to the NBA Finals? It's really unique. I like it for, for like uh, for what you said. There are numerous reasons why I like it. One of them being the fact of um, it's something that's fresh and again, not East versus West and, and, and the, the excitement might be drawn out from that. Whereas you're almost injecting life into this and you're saying, look, we're back and we're doing it a little bit different. Um, 
I think that it would be great. And look, if Kawhi were to go back to the NBA Finals, he might have to go through Philly and Milwaukee again mm-hmm. on the Clippers. That's what I'm saying. That's that's funny. You see, and, and it creates these storylines, sets up the NBA for an LA versus LA Finals, which would be their wet dream. But they won't. Um, oh, my God. They Let's would, be clear. They nuts for that. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Oh, my God. They, they're salivating over that. They're like, Kawhi's going to take over, and LeBron is the best. <laughs> and, we, and then and they're just, they want it. They want that matchup. But guess what? LA is not beating the Raptors. Ooh. The Lakers aren't beating the Raptors. <laughs> so you won't even get the Lakers We've been in. here before, dude. We've been here before mm-hmm. with Cleveland. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's revenge time. Well, we have Nick Nurse I'm now. telling you. I'm telling you, man. Well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. This is the year. Okay. All right. The well, demons are exercised. That's year. true. That's true. And you know, like, this is, you're right. What you, you touched on a lot of things. Like, the, it, it shakes it up and it adds a lot more excitement. And, like, you're, you, just the, like, the Canadian connection aspect of Raptors Grizzlies alone. I know they're in yeah. Memphis now, but, like, if they wore their Maybe. throwbacks. Yeah, like it'd be that'd be amazing. Or like, just think about like for me seeing Rockets Jazz. I don't know something about that. I'm like, ooh, that mm-hmm. that's tasty. Or mm-hmm. like Celtic 76ers, as you mentioned, I like that too. Like Mavs Clippers. Like, there's a lot of great matchups. I'd love to see Luca and Porzingis against that Clippers team. Dude. I think I think that would that would actually be a really interesting matchup. Yeah. Um, I don't think that the Mavericks would win. But I think they would take a couple games and make it really interesting because Luca, I feel like, would just take over. Dude, Thunder Heat. That's a great first round matchup. Right? That's a seven gamer. That's a seven game matchup. Well, all right. So that's what with I'm, Shea, I'm with Shea Gilgis Alexander hitting the game winning shot over your boy Jimmy Buckets. See Dude, ya. and CP like his sort of resurgence this year. Like yeah. he's come on. Like so, this is what I, I'm. I'm asking you this. Like with all. The things that we're talking about, like we're talking about like sort of limit the contact, right? And obviously during a game, you can't do that, but limit the amount of exposure. Right. Do you think there's a chance that you only do a five game first round? Uh, yeah. I can see that. I can see it. Like a little Um, bit more traditional. I go, I go back to the NHL briefly because they said that, um, they are thinking that the first two rounds are going to be five games and then the conference finals and the Stanley Cup finals would be seven. Yeah. So it could, right? Like that that could that could very well happen. I could see that and I wouldn't be opposed to it regardless of whether it would be in our favor or not. Um, but it would just be Raptors in three instead of four. <laughs> and that and like you know like all jokes aside weird, like weird. yeah yeah you caught me off guard for a minute because i was like wait a minute it's not a seven game like i had to do yeah. the math again. see what i'm saying i had to do math yeah, yeah um, there you go but don't, like no don't, don't pull out the calculator out of me you're okay <laughs> it, does, it does like sort of reintroduce this level of stress right like i i know like it's been a while since they did have a five game first round but like that added pressure to sort of jumpstart the playoffs and be like, okay, every one of these games matter. Like right. literally, it may be not Bucks Magic. Like that's a definite sweep. That's a three uh, game. Good night. That's it's well, over. Yeah. You know, unless court, unless the Magic take game one with a DJ Augustine incredible performance. Nah, dude, home court's not gonna do shit for Orlando when it comes <laughs> to this. Like, I'm sorry. Like, no. Aaron Aaron Gordon posterizing Giannis? No. 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 He, uh, okay. He's too busy making raps to, to Dwayne Wade. Like, you know, like, <laughs> this is something that I think adds a level of excitement. Like, we're, let's, 
re revisit the Thunder Heat matchup, like a five game series with that. That's edge of your uh, edge of your seat kind of shit right there. Try yeah. saying that three times fast. Like I'd watch every single one of those, every one of them. Like it, unless it's you know simultaneous with the Raptors game. But that sort of pressure and and stress, I'm just like, yeah, get that. That is what I want injected right away to sort of give me some gasoline right to introduce sports again. I would love right? that. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. And and the storylines of having these players be, um, quote unquote rested or not playing or whatever like not having game legs for three months it's all even and it's all even though like the, the ramp up to get there like i just think i think that everything would be interesting and the fact that you would have these first round matchups that you typically wouldn't see to me is really interesting the fact that the raptors could potentially play three western conference teams to get to the nba finals is very very interesting a path that they will probably never ever take again so i'm i'm all for it it's a historic year not in a great way but it's a historic year one that will go down in the history books why not make these playoffs historic in their own right i'm all for it this definitely does sort of maybe not completely to people, depending on who wins, but sort of like shakes up the narrative, not removes it, but definitely like mitigates the narrative of there's an asterisk to this. Yeah. Right? It like it definitely sort of, especially if there's an LA versus LA finals, which you're yeah. right, that's what the NBY, it, it sort of like legitimizes it. Whereas like if the Raptors win this, they're going to get the asterisk. Like people are just going to oh. do it. it they Whatever. asterisked them last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's nothing possible. There's no way that the NBA can make this no. legitimate enough for people to take seriously that the Raptors no. would. This is right. not well, like. Think about it. I I would love to hear the U.S. media and the experts and the columnists when the Raptors beat the Lakers in the finals to get to the <laughs> NBA finals. What are they going to say? What excuse are they going to throw out? This well, LeBron was ramped up for the playoffs before they came into this, and he clearly didn't. Even though he averaged thirty-five points, he clearly wasn't ready for the playoffs, and and all he could only do so much with a top-five player in Anthony Davis with him, and Alex Caruso, and oh, Alex Caruso is the best. And I just don't want to hear it. I want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it because I know I'm going to hear. Oh, he's he's too tired because he was working during the pandemic. He's he's too tired because he's LeBron James and he he should have paid two million dollars a year for his body this year instead of a million and a half dollars because that's the way it goes now. And anything to do with helping out LeBron James and that narrative is what they will do. And, And I love LeBron. I just know that the U.S. media is going to portray it that way if that were to happen. And then if if the if the Lakers beat the Raptors, they're gonna say, well, it was destined to be because LeBron's ready for the playoffs. And right. like if, if he loses, he's not ready. If he wins, he was ready. It's it's that's the way it's gonna be. And and I know it. You can you can put it in pen, not even pencil, in pen. When the Raptors beat the Lakers, that is the excuse that you will hear from the U.S. media. We'll we'll reclip this in a future pod. <laughs> go back to the archives. You can throw it back up. Because when we do a pod, when the Lakers beat the Ra- when the Raptors beat the Lakers, not when the Lakers beat the Raptors, Man. when the Raptors beat the Lakers to get to the NBA Finals, that's what we will hear. You heard it here first. See, and to put a bow on this conversation, it it does sort of legitimize it for me, um, because the Raptors have been injury riddled this entire season, right? And oh, yeah. they've been still able 
to clinch a playoff spot and grab the, the two seed against mm-hmm. like a basically fully healthy uh, Celtics team, a basically fully healthy Milwaukee Bucks team. I know Giannis went down towards the end when they put it on pause, but still, like the Raptors against all odds performed really well. How many? What was the winning streak they went on? Like, what was that again? Uh, Wasn't it like 10, 11? Yeah, it was pretty. I think it was an 11 game winning streak. I thought I think it was 11. It feels like a lifetime ago. No, no, it was it was more because it set the Toronto record. No, it set it set a record for Canadian sport teams, I want to say. And I know it was more than 11 because I think the the Jays were at 10 or 11 or something. They're the Calgary Stampeders or some CFL team or whatever. 11. Um, 11. There you go. I knew it was 10 or 11. Um, Incredibly impressive. First, I think that was the first double-digit win streak for the Raptors ever. Right. I don't think they were ever at 10. So to get to 10 and 11 with the way that that team, like you said, with injuries, incredible. Um, the Lakers of this year remind me of Golden State last year. And I'm going to explain to you why. Okay. Um, the Raptors beat Golden State when Golden State was healthy and the Raptors were depleted. Um, the Raptors this year beat the Lakers when they were fully healthy and the Raptors were depleted. They have the confidence against the West teams. They have in the last few years, they have played incredibly well against the West. And I don't know why, but over the last this year and the previous year, they have dominated the Western conference teams. I don't see. I, I don't, I don't I'm, I'm completely unbiased. Like, I would tell you like last year before going into the playoffs, like I thought if, if the Raptors face Golden State, I didn't foresee the injuries of like Katie and Clay and all that stuff. I'm like the Warriors will probably win. They're losing. Yeah, no Raptors are losing that. Raptors would lose. And, and, and I, and I do believe if that team was fully healthy with Katie um, back, I don't think that the Raptors would have won. KD being hurt, and even if Clay was fully healthy, I still think that the Raptors would would win. I know people say that the Clay Thompson injury is what put the dagger in them. I disagree with that. Yeah, I agree. Um, the the Lakers fully healthy, and the Raptors fully healthy. The Raptors are a very tough matchup for the Lakers, and I don't see any. I I, I don't see unless Siakam and fucking Norman Powell get hurt that is the like we'd have to have key injuries and even no, then it's see, still be a i'm series. not buying that i i'm not buying because we've been dealing with this all season like I this know. is the only team that like you hear about teams that are like yo if they get corona they're out for two weeks what if lebron yeah. gets corona he's gonna be quarantined that's a disadvantage for the lakers like that's an la problem but if yeah. kyle lowry gets covid i'm not scared like it, it sucks for kyle yeah. i'm not i'm not trying yeah. to like diminish yeah. that but like the Raptors are still great, and we've proven it. Like, who's going down that you're like, we're fucked? Like, it just, yeah. I don't have that mentality with this team this year. No, I don't, I don't either. I'm just saying, like, even at that, it would still be a really close series, and I would, I would still, I, I might give the edge slightly to LA because playoff LeBron, as we both know, is a different beast. Yeah, sure. Um, so maybe, but, you're right. Like I nothing no real injury scares me. I'm I'm saying if it's multiple injuries and you're kind of like, "Oh shit." Right? Like that's then then if it's like 
Siakam, Powell, and I'm just trying to think. Fred, Kyle, like one of them. I was like, I was gonna say like like Fred, or I was even gonna say Terrence Davis, but fuck, McCall might get minutes over him. Don't even get me started on that. Oh my happening. god, it's already happening. Fuck, but um, that's really the only way. I just I don't see. I'm, I've been, I've been trying to sit there and I've been analyzing games. I've been analyzing the matchups between LA and Toronto. The moment that I found out that they could potentially face him in this type of format, I don't think that the Lakers are a tough matchup for the Raptors. Um, I think that there are a lot of teams that don't match up well against the Lakers, and I think that the Raptors match up very well against them. And I think that if you're a Lakers fan, a casual Lakers fan will not see this, but a a really diehard sports fan should understand that the Raptors are going to be arguably, I think for that team, the toughest test in the playoffs. Yes. And you better hope that you don't face them. And I'm even talking all the teams. I'm even talking Clippers and Bucks. I think the Raptors match up the absolute worst for the Lakers. That's not saying that the, that the Bucks and Clippers are, are, are bad teams. I think they're astounding teams, but that would be the worst case scenario matchup for the Lakers and it is very possible that happens when you, we'll see what happens yeah like when you look at the Bucks, if Giannis like again I don't I hope none of these players get hurt sick of course not nothing but like for the sake of argument because this has been a conversation that's been floated around and I think it's a legitimate conversation to have if Giannis gets COVID Bucks are screwed they're screwed oh night night they'll lose to the magic yeah, well, Magic, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Like, no, no, I'm kidding. That That's bad. a boost. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shea gets, second round on, second yeah. round on, they're toast. They're toast. Like, Shea gets COVID. Yeah. Thunder are screwed. Like, uh, yeah. Jimmy Butler gets COVID. Heat are screwed. Jason yeah. Tatum gets COVID. Celtics are screwed. I don't, mm. 76ers are screwed anyway. Luka 76ers gets, just suck. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're done. Uh, Luka gets COVID. Mavericks get screwed. Kawhi gets uh, COVID. Clippers are screwed. LeBron gets COVID. Lakers are screwed. Nets are screwed anyway. <laughs> Harden gets COVID. Rockets are screwed. Yeah, like uh, Gobert. Rudy, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell get COVID. Well, they already did. <laughs> so, like, maybe the Jazz are in good shape. They're in pretty good <laughs> maybe, shape. You know what? They they, they plan are the for this. They right <laughs> They fucking plan for this. Wow, they put the antibodies in these in these bad boys over there in Utah. They ate all the bad pizza that they could ever eat. <laughs> Holy shit! They they prepared. Oh uh, my God. I wasn't even thinking that when I was rolling down they, the list. Oh, they God. were they were playing chess and we were all playing checkers. Holy shit! Uh, all right, well, <laughs> Jokic gets COVID. <laughs> the Nuggets are screwed. Yeah, uh, I mean, Depot. He, I, I don't know what his status is when it comes well, to his legs. Depot, Depot's been Depot's been hurt so much in in this year, as you know. And and Pacers actually, it's weird. I think the Pacers play better without him, but they're yeah. a better team with him. It's very like obviously you're a better team with Victor Oladipo than you are without him. I don't. I don't really get it. I still think that the Nuggets would win that matchup if we're talking that specifically. Sure, and yeah. we'll probably get to that in a bit. But um yeah, like, like if, you're you're talking about all these teams. Except you're right. for the Raptors. Like it, if, Raptors. If, if Siakam gets COVID, I'm like yeah. I, it sucks, but I'm not like mm, that's it. Like I'm, we're screwed. I'm, I'm ready like, for I'm ready for Chris Boucher posterizing dunk minutes. Or dude, like go. something we haven't seen much at all this year, Ibaka. And Gasol. And Gasol, yeah. You know, like, you have these options that Nick Nurse can sort of, like, mess around with this in, in his mad lab 
and like get it done. Like it, yeah. Grizzlies, like it, they're screwed anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh, like the only man. thing this really just jaw, 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 yeah, jaw. But like the only team that this doesn't apply to by proxy are is Utah. But like I don't know, yeah. man. Like I I just think that the Raptors are in such good shape. But whatever. Like again, hopefully no one gets hurt or gets cold. I don't wish that on anybody right now. But. It would it would be it would be our luck this year that that something happens to someone, whether it's injury or Corona yeah. or COVID related this year, because that has been the Raptors year. But, you know, maybe they got that all out of their system. That's the way of approaching it. Right. True. True. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right. All right. Well, let's take our third and final break. When we come back, we're going to revisit the Twitter polls as a result of this theoretical reseeded playoff format don't go anywhere we will be right back this is the overtime podcast network all right before we begin i want to reiterate and re-emphasize that it's important to note that this is not like definitely happening this is just a proposal this is theoretical this is a rumor so i don't want anybody thinking like that we're, we're basing this on what will happen again this is just another like fun little mental exercise during the covid pandemic where you could be like hey let's just go down this rabbit hole it's just a <laughs> fun little exercise so i have the results so we at round one of this reseeded playoff bracket is bucks magic thunder heat celtics philly mavs clippers lakers nets Rockets, Jazz, Nuggets, Pacers, Raptors, Grizzlies. Start at the top. Yeah. According to Twitter, Bucks versus Magic. This is the only sweep. Everyone <laughs> said Bucks. Hundred percent Bucks. Yeah, like next. Not even Magic fans <laughs> voted Magic. <laughs> they got they got no more tricks in the bag to pull it against the Bucks. So see you later. They even the have home court. Nope. Oh yeah, they got they got home court. You know what? It's almost like playing at home with the Magic because they never have any fans, anyways. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, nothing yeah. changes. So maybe <laughs> maybe they'll take a game because it's so familiar. Probably. No. Again, it has to be a heroic effort from DJ Augustine dropping 40 on Eric Bledsoe, making that guy fall on his ass, game winning three step back, night night. They take game one and then get reverse swept. See you later. That's what's going to happen. Where have I seen that before? All right. Oh, so <laughs> it's a fa- very familiar story in this part of the neck of the woods. Thunder, On to the next. Thunder Heat. This is the closest matchup, as I would assume it would be, too. The Heat edged this one out 55.6%. Mm, I disagree with the public on this. I think the Thunder would win this. Ooh, you and I are in disagreement. I know you like the heat though, but you like Jimmy Butler. Like you put, you put, if, if I put more stock into Jimmy Butler than what I currently have, I would probably give the edge to the heat. Um, the heat have, the heat have two good things for them. They have Jimmy Butler and they have Bam Adebayo. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That, that is, that is their team. Um, the thunder have shown resiliency all year. Um, Chris Paul has found the fountain of youth when we all wrote him off, myself included. Uh, he has shown that he is still the point god. Uh, Shea Gilders Alexander is really taking a step forward this year. Steven Adams is still a, a, a dominant big in this league in terms of the true dominant big man role of getting boards and just being in your face and being that big body. Um, 
I think they could. I think they could edge it out. Look, I, they they have they have Dennis Schroeder too, good six man off the bench. Uh, I like their team structure. Rookies are not going to. And, and I'm talking. Shea Gillis Alexander is not a rookie this year, so I'm talking rookies. Duncan Robinson. Mm-hmm. I'm talking Tyler Hero. How are they going to respond to this? They haven't played in a few months. Are they going to enter their sophomore slump now? Question mark. Mm. Maybe. And that's something to keep an eye on. That's it's it's a it's a legitimate concern. I'm not trying to be funny about this. Like I think that it's going to be really interesting to see how the young young players in this league respond to this break and coming back and this weird transition into okay now you got to ramp up for playoffs, even though it feels like you were just in an off season. Uh, they've never done that before, and obviously to be fair, neither have the vets, but they could probably handle that a little bit better than a rookie. Um, I'm going to give the edge to the Thunder just because of the veteran presence in there. And, and, and I think that they would just have the poise to to do it. And Miami's, I think, a little bit too dependent on their rookies. Kendrick Nunn as well, forgot to mention him, right? Like that, that that's going to be really interesting to see how that play, pans out for Miami. So for that, I'm going to give the edge to the Thunder. Yeah, the playoff uh, experience is a little bit more prevalent in OKC than, compared to Miami. But I, I have to give the edge here to to coaching and i think spolstra is really really crafty billy donovan's a good coach he is but he's no spolstra Mm, that's well not many are and jimmy butler as you already harped on super clutch super fucking clutch Mm -hmm. so like i just give that clutch aspect and cp i don't want to say he chokes but like kind of jokes he just (laughs) well he just gets hurt yeah gets hurt If if he stays healthy like jim jimmy jimmy butler i saw this stat um that and and it was just before i think it was like in the middle of february where i saw this stat um and it said that since christmas time so we're thinking like december 25th like the middle of february right he had shot um i think it was eight 12 percent from three yeah it was was something so garbage like yeah you're you're telling me that that guy is gonna hit a clutch bucket for you, and and I, and I know he's Captain Clutch. Like I won't I won't deny that, but he's shooting twenty four point eight percent from three this year. That is that is a lot easier to play Jimmy Butler with those stats than compared to even years prior where he's hitting thirty eight percent from three. You yeah. play him more loose, and you get, and you play those odds, and I think it's gonna be a little bit easier this year compared to most years to play Jimmy Butler. Just me. All right, let's move on. We don't have to spend too much time on that. Celtics 76ers. <laughs> as much as it pains me to say this, I agree with the public. It doesn't really pain me because fuck Philly. Uh, 83.3% lean Boston. I can't disagree. Yeah. yeah. it's Philly's Philly's not a great playoff te- constructed team. Right. It's very. It, it'll be very easy to game plan against that team. One of Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid have to go. You got to trade one of them. You got to get shooting around the other. Yeah. And I know Joel likes to stretch a lot more than a Ben Simmons. So depends on who you want to go with. For me, I I would build around Joel. I would not build around Ben. So what do you like? You trade Ben for for shooters. You trade Ben for draft picks. Like I don't know what direction you want to go, but they do not play well together. And you trade away arguably good shooters in what was last year, Jimmy Butler or let, let walk Jimmy Butler um, and JJ Redick. Yeah. Two players you could really use 
right now in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> those guys are the perfect fit for your system. And Elton Brand, you let them go. Yeah, what do you do with my guy? Anyways, uh, giving Tobias Harris and Al Horford crazy money was just stupid. So exactly, they deserve to to they they dug their own grave. I don't feel bad for them. Celtics would win that. Yeah, Simmons to me feels like a perfect fit for the Lakers. And that, yeah. and, you know, like that, yeah. that structure right there, especially with LeBron, like the pressure is a little bit off him and he mm-hmm. doesn't have to be the guy to shoot from beyond the arc. He can just be the facilitator and like the guy that drives inside, like sort of like a, a, a cranked up Rondo that can shoot inside. It, it, Rondo can't really shoot at all, but you know, with the passing ability, I think Ben Simmons could be pretty decent with the Lakers. So, so Caruso for Simmons straight up, straight up, <laughs> got it. <laughs> Mark straight it down. Up. There you go. Beautiful. That's it. No, that's a. Uh, while I agree with that, it would have to be. And and I'm th- and I'm putting my GM cap on. Um, I don't know what assets the Lakers would have to give up to right. get Ben Simmons. Right. Um. Three ways. They would have. They would have late first round draft picks. Uh, they trade away most of their picks for Davis. Mm. Um, all of their young guys are essentially gone. Bi Lonzo, Josh Hart, all of them are gone. Uh, it, it would be worked. it would be yeah. difficult to land Ben Simmons, but I do agree with you in terms of the fit. I think that he would fit really well in, in L.A. Or or a team that's got an, a true bonafide star that can stretch, that doesn't command, that's not a center, right? right? Like that doesn't command the paint. Because then you can have Ben Simmons, who's a good facilitator, by the way. He's, he's a really good defender. He's really lengthy, can get to the basket, and he's, and he's a pretty good facilitator of the ball. Right. So... Put him with someone that is gonna stretch the floor for you, and and I don't know. I'm 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 trying to think of. He would be a great complimentary fit to like a Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, but again, he's not gonna go to LA, the the other LA team. But yeah. um, I'm just trying to think of guys off the top of my head who he would fit well with. He does not fit well with Joel Embiid. One of the two need to go for them to continue to have success or even start to have success. So, bye, uh, bye, Philly. Smell yeah, ya. peace out. All right, so this one was a lot closer than I thought it would have been but like i don't know maybe it's the luca love i'm not sure but mavs mavs clippers clippers won this as expected but and i say only maybe it's in jest but for me it's only 68.4 percent i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it a buck with you i i voted the mavs by accident okay all right all right so there you go (laughs) that was that was my that was my screw up and i like i clicked it and i was like oh shit because I would have I would have voted for the Clippers, but what we alluded to before, right? Like Luca is, I think he's going to be the best player in the NBA in a few years. I think he will be he will he will take over that mantle as the best NBA player. Okay. Uh, I loved him in the draft. I thought anyone that gets this guy is going to have a true star, uh, maybe even a superstar. But I actually didn't even realize how. Meteoric, he would rise and how incredibly well his game would translate that quickly. Um, I love him as a player. He's he's one of my favorite players to watch. Him with Porzingis is a great compliment. Porzingis doesn't have to be that guy, but he's right. a great second option, I think. Um, and I think Porzingis was asked to do too much in New York. Um, they could take a game or two, like if we're, if we're talking five game series, right? If it's a game. seven, I think that they would take two. If right. it's a five, I could see one or even two. Like I could see them potentially pushing this to a five game series. Um, if it's a seven game series, I would probably say Clippers in six, just because I think that um, the Mavs again. You have Rick Carlisle, uh, 
another really good coach, a little bit of an older school coach, but he's still a really good coach. Um, going up against Doc Rivers, and, and Doc is a great coach too, but um, I think that Rick Carlisle would be a little bit more craftier in his ways, and uh, I could see them getting a couple of games out of that if that was the case. But wouldn't be a sweep. It would, they, they put quite a work a little bit, I'll tell you that. All right, let's move on to the other side of the bracket. So it would be Lakers versus Nets. This one to me is obviously a no-brainer. Lakers took this one 95%. I don't care if Kyrie is playing or KD is playing. I still think the Lakers take this one just because of the dysfunction when it comes to Kyrie on the floor. Let's say you. No, no. Kyrie, KD is going to come back. He's going to be his MVP KD self because that's what happens when you come back from a torn Achilles. You're the exact same player as you always have been. So he will average 40 points in every game and he will dominate and he will make LeBron James his son and they will sweep the... No, I'm kidding. Like, <laughs> what are people... Are people serious? Like, come on. Like, it's the, the Lakers are going to win that. Um... Even yeah, even if Kyrie's back, you're right. You you had a firsthand you for front row experience of what he did in Boston. Dysfunctional. Oh yeah. Whatever he thinks yours flat, that's the way it goes. So um you <laughs> <laughs> chalk chalk that one up to the Lakers for sure. All right. So next we have Rockets Jazz. We already previewed this to sort of be like a really, really good matchup. This I would again, love that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This again was a close one. And maybe people like aren't really Thinking about possible, I don't want to say dysfunction, but, you know, strain and relationship between uh, Gobert and Mitchell. But Rockets took this one 57.9%. So it was close. Yeah, I would agree with the public on this. Um, I just think that I'm, I am I am taking that a little bit into consideration, the, the, the strain. And look, they'll, they'll say that they'll put their differences aside for... Um, for, for, the, for the greater good of the team, blah, blah, that's what I've been hearing. But... You know, comments were made. Donovan Mitchell is basically like, yo, fuck this guy. Yeah. He gave me he gave me COVID. I don't want to play with him. I don't blame him. Right. The guy guy was the guy was being guy was being a clown. Like, I don't blame him. And I know Gobert is a, is apologetic now and, and I'm sure he feels bad. I'm not saying they doesn't and his actions were idiotic though, and he was being a clown. Like I wouldn't want I'm if he's if he's supposed to be your number two, if you were the number one, if Donovan Mitchell's number one on that team. And you're supposed to that Rudy Gobert is supposed to be number two, and your number two takes you out. I wouldn't be upset. I would be upset too. I wouldn't be happy. So um, there will be strain there, regardless of what is said. Uh, even at that, though, even if there wasn't strain, uh, I the Rockets' small ball to me is not going to be sustainable in the playoffs. But even with Gobert, like Gobert will dominate on the boards, but. Um, because what PJ Tucker is going to be your center and right. like, like I, I, me and you both like PJ Tucker. I know that. I do. But like, come yeah. on, man. Like, like <laughs> that guy's not a center. Like, what are you doing? Anyways, um, it's it, it'll be it'll be easy enough uh, though for the Rockets. I just think James Harden's gonna slice and dice and do his thing. And uh, R- R- Russell between between that backcourt of Russ and and Harden, I don't think that the Jazz would be able to contain it. Uh, Connolly's washed and uh, Donovan Mitchell is, is still a good player but not that same level so uh, I, I chalk it up to the boys in, in Houston okay same uh, yeah. Nuggets versus Pacers overwhelming favorite here is Denver 91.3% I can't say I disagree yeah I don't either but look the Pacers can't be slept on like DeMontis Sabonis having a great season and I know me and you have both said this right like Pacers are a scary t- scary sleeper team 
We both we've both been on this. Can't sleep on the Pacers. Um, Oladipo, I think if anyone benefits the most of the season being pushed back is Victor Oladipo. That yeah. dude can fully get healthy again, maybe get back into some sort of routine and ball out because he did not have the greatest of starts coming back. Obviously, um, not to his fault. I think that that was kind of to be understood by everybody. So um, now it just gives him more more time. Devontae Sponis, like we said, having a great year. Uh, Miles Turner can still be an impact player. He hasn't really shown it this year, but I think that he'll step up when it when it matters. Got Bogdanovich. Um, just the, the the team. The team's a good team. They're a good team. They uh, they had it was it was an unfortunate uh, injury with um, oh my god what's his name uh, he got injured against Toronto and he uh, I blanking on his name talking about impact Oladipo? player it'll come to me what Oladipo no 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 he he got hurt this year like like a month left in this season that we had uh, and he was limping off I'm gonna I'm gonna find it but. Um, he, uh, he got, he got, uh, injured against the, the Raptors. He's, he's a good player for them as well. Uh, so I, I just, I just think that the Nuggets and Jokic and, uh, Jamal are going to have their way with, with the Pacers. So, yeah, but yeah. Um, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. You, you keep, you keep talking. I'm going to find it on their, on their roster. Raptors Grizzlies. This is again, that Canadian connection we were talking about. Obviously this is a Raptors Twitter account tweeting out these tweets. I expected nothing less <laughs> Raptors taking this 96.3% really yeah so this is the second most confident and again it doesn't surprise <laughs> me but you had the bucks with 100 percent. you had the raptors 96.3 yeah and uh, it's, it says it says itself i don't i don't really have to say anything else really um i don't i don't know why people would even have considered voting for um <laughs> like, memphis, like yeah. why like why are you gonna vote for memphis look like memphis i love memphis man great team um young team up and coming uh i i love john morant i think he's going to be a great player he'll he might be the top point guard in the league eventually um he's got that type of ceiling and i really like his game Uh, i like triple j as well uh valentunas is a great compliment to that team right now but man i don't i don't oh jeremy lamb that's who it is yeah it just came to my head jeremy lamb there we go um but the, um, the 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 Grizzlies are a young team. They're a good team, up and coming. I like what they're they're doing. But my guys, it's not your time yet. Not like just not yet. the bow down to the Kings, please. It'll Thank come. You. It'll get there. Next, you'll you'll get there. You'll have your time. We we uh, you got to go through growing pains. That's the way it goes. Um, round two then. So we got Bucks versus Heat. Oh man, would I love that? Oh God, that would be so good because the Heat are <laughs> undefeated against the Bucks this year. Bucks yeah. versus Heat. This is the closest of the remaining four matchups for round two. Bucks take this one 54.5% according to Twitter. Oh. Yeah, like I'll 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 give it to the Bucks. What I will say about Jimmy Butler is I think that he would do a great job in disrupting Giannis. Yes. And that would be that matchup defensively for Miami would be a very interesting matchup. And if if Jimmy's not on him or if he's off the court or whatever, I would throw I would fucking throw Bam out of bio on him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Why not? I know I know it's a center and I know that you you might sacrifice a little bit of the glass for that because Bam might get stretched out a little bit more. But Giannis is not one of those players to 
truly stretch the floor. So you can get away with having a bigger guy on them. I would really love to see that. I think defensively, and I think this is why Miami's undefeated against uh, the Bucks. Defensively, I think that they pose arguably one of the toughest matchups for the Bucks. The Raptors are right there. The, um, the Heat defensively would be a very tough matchup for them. Um, and I'm just trying to think of it. And then the Clippers, if they meet up, right? Because Kawhi, we know what yeah. Kawhi has done to Giannis. That's that's it, really. That's all I can really think about. That's those those are the top three for me. Uh, but I would still give. I, I still think that Giannis would find a way to pull through and, and get his team to where they need to be. This goes seven. Yes. Yep. I I voted Miami. I'm being honest. Oh. I voted Miami. I think. Okay. So here's the thing. I think that the Thunder would beat Miami, but I think that Miami would give the Bucks. A tougher time. Yeah, Bucks versus OKC isn't going seven. No, I think I think it goes five or six. Right. Um, but the if if it's if it's Bucks Heat, that's a longer series. But mm-hmm. I think that the Thunder are a better matchup than the Heat, and that's just me. I don't know. It's it, it's it's going to be interesting to see. But if you are truly rooting for the Bucks to be eliminated as soon as possible. The best you're gonna shot. want you're gonna want Miami to win that series against the yeah. Thunder. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. The next one is a little bittersweet. I say that because this completely eliminates the possibility, according to Twitter, completely eliminates the possibility of a Celtics Raptors NBA Finals. But the Clippers win this one 100 percent over the Boston Celtics, and I can't disagree. Wow, 100 percent, 100 percent. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I. There's no playoff experience in Boston. There's really not zero, zero. You got Tatum and Brown, and like the, and that's Smart, it. but like that's it. Your, your main man Kemba, he's not getting it done. No, he's getting go ice cold. I, I don't, I don't, I don't anticipate big series from Kemba in the playoffs, just because he's not been there yet. Um, it's sad. It's sad when Jason Tatum's got more playoff experience than Kemba Walker. Right? Crazy. <laughs> That's brutal, man. And that's and that's nothing against Kemba. Like Kemba has almost single handedly willed his teams to the playoffs. It's nothing to do it's not, it's not a shot on Kemba. It's a shot on that god awful organization that's owned by Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I just had to throw that in there. Um It's accurate. And yeah, it's it's I mean, it's not it's facts, not wrong. Uh yeah, I don't Jason Tatum to me has been impressive this year. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've had this, this debate with you before anyways, or this not really debate, but just no, a agree. conversation. Yeah. Um, arguably he's their MVP is their best player. Uh, he's still growing at a good rate. Uh, one of the top players in the East for sure. And you're not Kawhi's going to clamp you, bro. He yep. did. He did last year. Not, not in the playoffs, but like he didn't in the regular season last year. He'll do it again this year if you guys meet up in the playoffs. No, not going to happen. Lakers Rockets. I mean, this is something that on paper you'd be like, oh, this is entertaining. I got to lean with Twitter here. 89.5% for Lakers. I don't I don't yeah. think it's going to be close. No, I don't either. Um, you could you could see, though. Okay, so the front court, I think, is going to really favor the Lakers. But the backcourt is going yeah. to favor the Rockets. But it's really going to be interesting. I think that this game is re- that that series is going to come down to rebounding, and who's got the edge? 
AD is going to eat up there. AD is going to have one game in the playoffs. If he faces the Rockets, he will have a game of 20-plus boards. I tell you that right now. Dude, every game will be a double-double at least. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He'll have 10-plus every game. Every game. Um, (sighs) Daryl Morey, man, I I respect the creativity. Uh, You replied to me once on Twitter. You're a good guy, (laughs) but... It's night night for you, my my G. Congratulate the the Lakers when they beat you in the playoffs because there's a there's a string of like five straight tweets from him over like five years of him congratulating the Warriors. Someone took like a picture of it (laughs) and put them together. (laughs) It's like congrats Warriors on beating us. Congratulations Warriors. Good luck. Congratulations Warriors on making it to the finals. (laughs) It's just like it's just extreme of that. Just add the Lakers tweet right above it and then you're set. Sorry, my G. Raptors Nuggets look. I'm a Raptors fan, and I think the Raptors can beat the Nuggets, but 96%? Like, can we? I mean, I don't know. I think this would go the whole distance, too. No. You don't think this would go seven? No. Wow. I think I think, I think think Gasol will do to Jokic what he did to, what he did to Embiid. I mean, the passing was going to, it would be amazing alone, just on both oh. ends. Yes. Um, they're similar players. Obviously, Jokic being the better player. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying that they're yeah. similar in terms of greatness. Because Gasol, Gasol's past his prime. Jokic yeah. is entering his prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, similar style, though. Play a similar game. Um, but I think that Gasol, defensively, he has that ability to disrupt. Like, like I said, Embiid put up a zero-point game this year with Gasol mm-hmm. guarding him. Sure. That is arguably one of, if not the, depending on how you want to view it, best center in the league. That's man, I'm telling you, Gasol's Gasol's uh, ability to disrupt bigs like an Embiid, like a Jokic that kind of want to stretch a little bit um, and don't have that true, true Stephen Adams ish type big man game. Yeah, he thrives in that. And I think that he would be an X factor in that series. Uh there would be a lot of pressure on Jamal Murray to beat his hometown team. Um, I love Jamal Murray. I think he's a great player, but I just don't think that they have the weapons around to do it. We saw it in the Portland series last year in the playoffs. Um, I don't, I don't trust the nuggets fully yet in the playoffs. They are a great team. I need to see it from them first. I'll give it to the Raptors in six or five or six. Okay. I don't think it's going seven. Uh, I'll, I'll lean six. Uh, we'll meet in the middle. Um, yeah, let's go to the quarterfinals of this uh, Bucks Clippers close matchup. Twitter has spoken. Call it sour grapes if you want, because again, predominantly a Raptors Twitter audience. Fifty three point eight percent says Milwaukee would take this. <sighs> this is close. This is a seven. This is a seven series 100%. regardless. Yes. Hmm. Why I don't know. wouldn't you want this? Like it potentially two like you have uh, yeah. Bucks, Clippers, Raptors, Lakers. Like those are two NBA finals in general, yeah. and you're getting yeah. them in the quarterfinals. <laughs> yeah. I think I I look. The storylines are great either way if if the Raptors were to make it to the NBA finals. They have the matchup against the Bucks, um, which is, you know, Giannis's revenge or him potentially leaving to go to this Raptors team. How nice would it be if the Raptors beat the Bucks in the NBA Finals? It'd be ridiculous. And then, 
And then, and then Giannis says, oh, my God, I can't beat this team, whether they're in the East, whether they're in an unnamed division. I can't beat this team. I got to join them. Got to go. So there's that That would be nice. It's a great storyline. You know what I'm saying? Or which could have been possible even in East versus West. The Raptors versus the Clippers. Kawhi yeah. against his old team. And that would be a very, very, very interesting matchup. But, um, you know, another year under Giannis, um, the Bucks, I think, are looking like a good team this year around Giannis. Uh, the Clippers are starting to get fully healthy. Ugh. I'm leaving Clips. Are you? Mm-hmm. Personally. Yeah, you know what? Until and and um, I would be I would be hypocritical if what I just said in the last series I I didn't say here until I see it from Giannis against Kawhi I can't I can't go against it I can't that's what I'm saying I can't I like I saw we 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 had Raptors fans this is the Raptors community we had the front row seat to this we saw when he was down two zero Kawhi's like give me that motherfucker yeah. I'm getting him. Like, he wanted that matchup. He was like, yo, Nick, fuck, fuck, fuck your matchups, bro. Like, I'm going to take this. Dude, Doc's pulling out a box of one. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. No, for sure. Paul George said, like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. And, like, and I'm telling you that Kawhi will do his thing. Kawhi, healthy for a playoff run, is dangerous. Yes. We have seen what he's like not fully healthy and he was the best player in the playoffs people are saying he was the best player in the league we can't forget that just because Kawhi played 70 percent of the games 70 75 percent of the games regular season they're about yeah and in, in that in that ballpark we just forget what or, or the not not we i think i think raptors fans remember but like the nba community just forgets how great he was last year in the playoffs can't forget that man he's gonna turn into a different beast paul george is gonna take a back seat to this oh yeah paul sure. george will be a stellar number two option if you're gonna ask me to take a duel of Kawhi leonard or paul jo- and paul george or Giannis and chris middleton i'm taking Kawhi and paul george yeah I'm sorry yep so um i'll take the clips because I, I think i think the i think the surrounding cast is comparable it's yeah it's better though right i would i would even say it's better yes so Give me the give me the clips. Give me the clips. Yeah. Raptors, Lakers again. Consider the audience. You already declared it. You agree. Raptors overwhelming favorites. Seventy nine point three percent. Seventy nine is a little much. That's a lot. But like, it, yeah, and that's that's to be expected. Again, um, throw this out to the U.S. media, and they would be the other way for the Lakers. Yeah. But look. I've said what I had to say on this. Yeah, it's it's the it's the matchup that the Lakers should be fearing the most. If you even 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 the Clippers, like I would if if I if I'm a Lakers fan, I would take the Clippers over the Raptors. I would. I just I don't I don't want that Raptors matchup. You see what they can do on a depleted team against your fully healthy team. <laughs> we yeah. we watched back that game. I think this is going seven. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just because Le- LeBron's going to will his team to a, to a couple victories, 
He's going to get his 40 piece in one of those games. Um, OG's ready for the task. Okay. Yeah. OG's ready for that. Yeah. You're right. He guarded him as a rookie in Cleveland. And you know what? I think that OG actually did a very good job that series. I know the game winning. I know the game winning shot was on OG, whatever. But that was on Dwayne. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, for sure. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking like matchup wise. Yes, yeah. It was, it was on OG, right? Quote unquote. It was on Dwayne because Dwayne fucking dick that. He messed that. But, up, yeah. Um, OG's ready for the task. I've seen OG do great things against great scorers this year. He's really disrupted Giannis. He's disrupted Jason Tatum. He's done great things against the top guys in the East this year, and he's done great things against the top guys in the West. He's got that Kawhi in him a little bit in terms of that defensive game. If he can bring a little bit of that offensive game that Kawhi has, and now we're talking, but that'll come, I think. I'm not saying he's going to be Kawhi. I'm just saying that might develop later. But the defensive game is there. You've got really good defensive guys on this team. You have great help in Siakam. You have great help even in when it's when it gets down towards the paint. Like we're talking Gasol, Ibaka, like, like big guys, like teams. Kyle Lowry just take fucking charges all the time, that guy. <laughs> I watched back when he was taking charges in the all-star game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. This guy is out there just taking charges after charges. The guy lays his body out. He's got that big cushion to land on. Like the big caboose. Ah, man, just, I, I love the defensive effort of this team. I think that maybe not. And it might not be on paper statistically. I just think that the way the Raptors play there, they are the best defensive team in the league. And I that. love it. Yeah. I love it because I love it's it's the, it's the way they play defense, right? It's just in your face, in your face, in your face, in your face, and they're right there. They're every they're everywhere. They're like little they're like little gnats, like <laughs> and they're in your face. You're like, get out of here, bro! Like, let me give me some space. Don't give you space. Don't let you breathe. You need that you need that off spray. And guess what? It's probably banned in LA now. So that's true. Not happening. You ain't getting that here. We're gonna be in your face. It's done. I'm telling you. Raptors just on the pure defensive effort alone are going to win that series. Lake show, wake show, bake show. I don't give a fuck. Raptors in seven. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right. So, which brings us to this new and improved NBA finals. You're hearing it right. According to Twitter, it's Raptors versus Bucks. And according to Twitter again, two time champs, Raptors win this 73.9%. Consider the audience, I get it, but they're saying Raptors are a two-time champion. What say you? So I need a new replica ring. (laughs) I guess so. That's what you're trying to say. You need a COVID ring. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Do I ever. Okay. Um, This is going seven. Okay, if if we're we're isolating Raptors bucks, this is going seven. This is going to fucking October. (laughs) Oh, my God. We'll be we'll be in we'll be in uh, when we're supposed to be watching the World Series. We'll be watching the goddamn NBA playoffs, right? NBA finals. Oh, my God. OK, um, yeah. Raptors, Raptors, Bucks or Raptors, Clippers. It's going seven. I don't and, and, and we'll isolate Raptors, Bucks for now because this is a community one. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I say I, Bucks. I don't. I'm t- I'll just say it. I'm saying Bucks. I. Th- yeah. I think I think I'd have to give the edge to the Bucks, um, and and Raptors fans are probably out there going, "What the fuck?" Like I'm I'm bro, like not the first time I'm I've a, said it. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you, <laughs> <laughs> and 
and say that the Bucks are they're probably the better team. Um, that's not to say that the Raptors wouldn't make this a series, but here's the deal. And we said this when Kawhi was on the team, we have to stay with it. Usually the team with the best player wins. But I know that the Raptors, I know that the Raptors have a great team. Yeah. Right. And usually, and again, there's, there are, there are scenarios i.e. Lakers. Yeah, it's not a hard rule here. Where it's not a hard rule, but when you're on the fence, like what like like what I am, and I'm sure what you are, I will give it usually to the team with the best player. Um with the Lakers, I wasn't on the fence because I talked about all those different aspects that the Raptors bring to that matchup. Um I think that the Bucks would be able to handle the Raptors a little bit better than what the Lakers could. Uh, so I think that that sort of offsets and neutralizes things a little bit. Uh, maybe maybe the Raptors are able to really still disrupt Giannis in ways of and the Nick Nurse scheme of figuring out OG is just works great on Giannis or whoever. Like I don't know, but we have seen times this year where Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe have gone cold against the Raptors, and it's really been on Giannis and right. If you can isolate that and and try to shut that down, you might you you might have a better chance of winning. Um, I think it's go seven. And I think the Bucks would take it just because I think that Giannis would would will his team to do great things. Uh, unfortunately, um, it doesn't help my narrative of Giannis to Toronto. Right. Giannis Giannis needs to lose for that to happen. If Giannis wins a, a ring. Uh, hmm. Hmm. I don't think he moves. Yeah, I agree. But if he if he doesn't win a title, oh, 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 the rumor mill, you hear that churning? Yeah. You hear it cranking up? Because I do. I hear it cranking. So We talk um, about the best player being the guy that usually gets the edge, and I agree. The only thing that I'm like, which makes me a little apprehensive, but I still lean Milwaukee, the better coach. Is Nick Nurse? Oh yeah, absolutely, and 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 that's that's also where I, I I take into consideration too. But there's only so much a coach can do. He doesn't shoot the ball. Yeah, he's not playing. Right? Yeah, it's not playing. Um, it's up to the players. He can draw up all the best schemes he wants, but you know, if your team it, like, I, I've I've heard a coach say, "I've drawn up every scheme." It was like a high school coach. It was a viral video, and he's like, "I've drawn up every scheme for my team, but guess what? They they just suck." Yeah, they're garbage. My team sucks. Next week, we're going to come out. We're going to lose because we suck. Like it's, <laughs> there, there's only so much you can do as a coach. Um, but when it's guys of that caliber, coaching does matter, of course. Uh, Nick Nurse is a better coach. Nick Nurse is top three coach in the NBA right now. Yeah, I and would say that. Uh, yeah, I put him up there with Spole and Pop and Pop. Yeah. Any any order you want to put him in, I don't think I would argue with you. Those are the top three. Yep, they're 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 their own tier. Uh, Boone Holzer got caught with his pants down last year against the Raptors. He didn't make the adjustments that he needed to after Nick Nurse made his. And did that cost the Bucks a series? Maybe. I don't know. Hard to tell because again, the coach doesn't play. So, um, yeah, we'll see. It's, Nick, Nick would definitely make adjustments. I don't know if Boone Holzer would, i.e., Buck Showalter. 
in the, in they the are locker. Very game. similar, huh? Jesus very Christ. similar. Yeah, that's my that's my comparison right there. Good comparison. That's solid. Yeah. I like it. Um, I impressed myself on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Raptors fans, you didn't let me down. Of course, you know, being a Raptors based Twitter feed and I'm putting out these polls, I sort of thought this was the direction they were going to go. Um, I think the NBA is thirsty for uh, Clippers Lakers uh, championship. Again, this is not set in stone. This is not something that's been confirmed. It's just something that was thrown out as a rumor and they were leaning towards. So I said, why the fuck not? Let's just make a poll about it. And again, you didn't disappoint Raptors two-time champions, according to you guys. Um, if there's an at, if that happens, if all of this plays out the way you guys have drawn it out and Raptors win, prepare for an asterisk, but I'm telling you where that asterisk with pride. Like, seriously, like I, I remember I, I said it on the, um, previous pod with Jay Johnson. I said, um, you know, it'd be awesome if the banner was just the Larry OB and instead of the basketball on top, it was just an asterisk and the Raptors raised that just to fuck with people. I think that'd be amazing. <laughs> oh shit. Wouldn't that be something? Eh? It'd be amazing. Well, oh, Lord. we'll see. We'll see what the, the direction the NBA is going to take this. We'll see what they do when it comes to playoffs. Again, we, we say we don't like the, the stage format. Again, I just want sports back. And if they're going to do it responsibly, whatever, I'll, I'll learn to deal with it. I don't really care. But, yeah. You know, just as long as everyone's healthy. As long as everyone's safe. Safety is, is of the utmost importance and priority. So as long as we can, you know, ensure that to the highest of standards, then I'm comfortable with it. Well, uh, like I said in the beginning of the show, we always plan for an hour. We're about an hour and 45 deep, so here we go. Uh, <laughs> Holy te- shit. Technical difficulties aside, Connor, I appreciate you popping on. It's always great when you come on. Everybody loves the enthusiasm and the fire. So uh, that being said, you know the deal, dude. Take it away. The floor is yours. I try I try to bring it all the time, you know. I, I got you bring, you bring the Knicks up, and you know that <laughs> fires me up. You know it. Son of a bitch. All right. Uh, you can you can check me out on Twitter at TO underscore sports views. Uh, you can uh, check out the website, which I haven't posted on in forever. <laughs> Toronto sports Just go to it. Uh, <laughs> just just take a look at what I've written before. Um, I have actually a, an article from last be, at the beginning of last year. And I, I just reread again about my predictions for the NBA playoffs and the NBA season and what the I thought the records were going to be for the teams. Um, there were some I was like spot on on records like like I had them down to like it like a science in terms of, like numbers and stuff mm. um, and there were some that I was fucking way off on but um, it's it's cool to look back on and, and see just the thoughts of how I was like progressing into that season so that was a cool read just went to the archives a little bit there you can see that on the website um, I am going to be doing a solo pod that should be releasing tomorrow so today is Wednesday um, should be dropping Thursday May 28th um, I'm going to briefly touch on basketball, but I'm going to most likely direct everybody to this podcast because, um, we've talked about it for an hour and 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and, and I think, I think I've said everything I need to say on here. So I'll direct everyone there, but I've got stuff to talk about, about hockey. And, uh, we alluded to a little bit about baseball. I want to touch on that. Okay. Um, I, I want to sort of break that down and, and display my thoughts on, on this because, I think you and I are on the same thought process and it's not a good one. So um, I kind of want to break it down a little bit. There's there's action in three sports for what feels like an eternity. So um, 
who want what better time to talk about it than now when no one's doing anything so i'll fire up a little solo pod you'll be able to hear the sweet sounds of my voice once again wow two times in one week yes 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 you will be able to hear it if you really choose to and hey just appreciate and that is uh that is that about does all the plugs for me all the links to everything that Connor just mentioned will be in the description of the show. You are one tap away. Just click on the artwork. It should bring you right there. Um, make sure you have the TSV podcast in your feed ready for that episode to drop. So just whatever podcast you're listening to this on, TSV. Uh, while you're there, give him five stars. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, leave a quick little review. I'm sure he'd appreciate the gesture. But uh, I'm sure you and I will cross paths again quite soon, especially when the NBA season does resume, assuming that it does. But uh, again, technical difficulties aside, man, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, take hmm. it easy. Is that some foreshadowing I hear of from course. you? I don't know. It's a little, it's a little foreshadowing. I mean, do we really need it? You're, you know, you're coming back on. <laughs> Oh, but if you don't know, now you know. All right? That's it. (laughs) Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Peace. Thank you for listening to the South of the Six podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at South of the Six and subscribe to our show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah, we're everywhere. While you're at it, if you liked what you heard, do us a solid and leave us five stars and a quick review. We appreciate it. Thanks again. Go Raptors.